0: Welcome to What the Freak Live right here on 107.7 FM, New Orleans. Uh, I am your host, Emily house, and I have another amazing host with me, Rick Dunn. Hi, Rick. How are you doing?
1: Hey, I'm doing wonderful. How are you?
0: I'm uh, doing pretty good. This is our first show on 107.7 FM. Oh, God. So exciting.
1: So exciting.
0: <laughs> Hello, everybody. Yes. Hello, everybody. And uh, we are also streaming live via video on all kinds of Facebook pages, YouTube, Twitter, Rumble, websites, you name it. We're live. Thank you everybody for tuning in. Please, please, please leave comments if you're watching via video. We love it. Hopefully, we're going to have a call-in line eventually so we can take call-ins. That will be super God, fun. Be so fun. we appreciate everybody everybody tuning in and we we love um our fans or, or participants that watch the show because tonight is all about friday the 13th there's story behind how they got that too and it's kind of simple maybe nick will know about that i I, i'm not for sure but we're gonna be talking about friday the 13th folklore the movie serial killers all that fun stuff so if you are watching via video from Streamyard, please 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 if you start making comments and it comes up facebook user doesn't show your name doesn't show your picture please go to um, streamyard.com backslash facebook give streamyard permission to use your name and image so we know who we're talking to um, and we appreciate uh, any kind of participation uh, that you put forth in this next hour, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That's a new time for What the Frick live. We've been on Friday nights, well, Wednesdays and Friday nights, um, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So this is a whole whole new time, everybody. Yeah. Friday nights only for right now. We'll see what happens after my son's basketball season. <laughs> no,
1: Super Friday busy. night, 7 o'clock, come join us. Yes. Like Eastern.
0: Yes. Um... So thank you everybody for coming on. Um, I'm going to introduce our guests now. We have Nick Malay that's with us. He's a paranormal investigator for at least 17 years. He's investigated many, many haunted locations. He's been on What the Frick Live before. He's a good friend of mine. He's super talented. He um, is also a member of Midnight Paranormal Society. He produces scary stories presented in the dark, which he had me do something. I sound too hillbilly. <laughs> I couldn't listen to myself. That's not you, Billy. I think it's Blard's Burgers is the story I read for him. And also, he's going to be having a new audio series coming out. And he has the Nick Files. We're going to bring him on right now. Nick Malay. Hello, Nick. Welcome to the show. What
2: up, Nick? Hi. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me on. We-
0: Don is missing in action right now. But when he pops in, um, I will make sure um, I'll do a little introduction to him because you help him. Well, I'll just say it. You help him with the podcast, too, um, which is also video podcast. It's on YouTube. Fear Fans. And this is what got us started with the Friday the 13th movies and all these horror movies that you all love. And I love your freaking hat, too, if you're watching. <laughs> um, I got to buy one of those. But thank you for coming on the show. Is there anything I missed? Maybe possibly introduce yourself.
2: <laughs> I think you got most of it down, to be honest.
0: Uh, awesome. Well, Nick Millay, he's here with us tonight. Yay. So, Nick, Nick, I'll start this off, and then I'll let Rick. Um, so, you have have some background in horror movies and doing the Fear Fans movie reviews and everything like that. We, tonight is Friday the thirteenth, and I'm obsessed with it because I was born on that day at 11:36 p.m. My mom could have waited 20 more minutes and had me on Saturday the fourteenth, but she didn't. <laughs> If anything's <laughs> going to happen, it's going to happen to me. My whole family will say that. Rick, get to know that. Get to, Rick, understand that right now. Rick's my okay. real boss. Like, yes. he's my daytime boss. Okay. So, Rick, if it's going to happen to me, it's going to happen.
1: When that so, loading strikes, so I'll be right next yes.
0: to you. Yes. So, thank you. Um, so, what got you started in all these? Because you're much younger than me. I'll just, I know that. But what got you started in all these horror movies and, and reviews?
2: Well, when it it comes to the horror genre, it really goes back to an early part of my childhood. And um, additionally, this is what also eventually got me into the paranormal field, was growing up in the uh, mid to late 90s, you know, yeah, I was a toddler in those days, but surprisingly, my parents got to let us watch the uh, the X-Files series, which, you know, at that time, you know, was still relatively brand new. And... Yes, the genre changed a lot of times throughout the season, but it was really my first you know, experience when it came to horror films and that kind of particular subject. And as I've always put it, it's like I, I was climbing through the ranks of like how to try to become a hardcore horror fan. So you had that, and then as I was growing up, I started watching a lot of the uh, – and I still am a big fan to this day. I, got, I was into a lot of the uh, Godzilla movies growing up. And by the time I reached my teens, it's like I still had the interest, but I wanted to experience more into that. So I started learning about these mo- these slasher movies out there. You know, you're, we're talking like Friday the 13th, Nightmare on Elm Street, Halloween, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, etc. You name it. It's like I was just drawn immediately by it. I mean, it was just uh, – it, it, it was – I, I think it was, I think in some way it was like a, one of the first real subjects out there that really caught my attention. Other than the only other thing I was really fascinated growing up with was weather and storms. So
0: oh, storm chaser.
2: Yeah. I'm also, I should have also I said I would love
0: you know, to do that.
2: I'm kind of, I'm not exactly, but I'm kind of like a part-time storm chaser too. Of course, that's another story, but what was so amazing about when I got into the horror genre was that it also eventually got me interested in wanting to get into filmmaking because by the time I got, by the time I got into high school, I mean, not necessarily right at the beginning of high school, but started my junior year, I started going to film class and started learning a lot of the techniques of how film, uh, you know, worked. And, you know, as a result, I've made a couple projects of my own and with a lot of what I've done, I've, I've even been able to work on a few actual movies specifically in the genre and uh you know it's it's a lot of work it definitely did take a number of years for me to get up to that rank but you know it's always been a lot of fun and i have no regrets whatsoever
0: well we kind of have a partner in crime right now when it comes to fear fans podcast on youtube and some projects that you're all doing we got don elmy he's he's signed on now so let's bring don to the show Hey, Hey, hey
1: what up don
0: look at his collection behind him
1: yeah yeah.
0: kind of jealous Ye-
1: years <laughs> in the making
3: years in the making
0: <laughs> welcome to what the freak live appreciate you being here nick uh, nick just told us why he got involved in all this horror films and all this stuff can you go ahead and tell us why you're involved in it what draws your eye to these kind of uh productions
3: well what draw to me to it um uh, well when i was uh five years old uh my family had uh jaws playing on tv you know i have the poster in the background but uh yeah, I well, yeah, I know. Five years old may seem like a young age, but uh, instead of being terrified of it, I absolutely loved it, and it drew. I was drawn to like a study film ever since, and uh, it started with uh, horror films. Then it grew to action, and and so
1: on.
0: Awesome, Rick? Yeah.
1: I, I was thinking about them talking. Um, you know, I grew up and I was born in the early '80s, and different time. Right, we were. We watched things. We did things. You know, little. uh, A lot of parents seemed to be around a little less. We were a little had had some freedom. So I remember watching these slasher movies, and geez, early on. And I and Friday the 13th was was always my favorite. So I, I still remember very vividly some of those scenes. And it, it terrified you right as a kid. <laughs> it's just, oh, my God, like I'm not going to be able to sleep tonight. But then the next night I'm watching it the same movie over and over again. So I've seen multiple of those movies every time. Um, and, and I just I don't know if I know this to be true, but the, the idea of like the slasher, right, where yeah. you have a killer and he goes and he murders the town or, you know, everybody. And then there's always, like, one really beautiful, innocent girl at the end that happens to take him down. <laughs> Did that start with Friday the 13th? Was that – do you guys know? Was that, like, the original, um, that uh, theme? It, it's an early example,
3: yes, but uh, I don't believe that's what uh, started it. There were ones that were uh, before Friday the 13th uh, where aliens. Sigourney Weaver was a final girl. She one she yes. survived. And okay. Let's not forget too. Also,
2: Jamie Lee Curtis from Halloween. Oh, she yes. was Halloween. the classic version of what's the so-called final girl mm-hmm. in these films, um, oh, wow. which also inspired the term "Scream Queen." Oh yeah, that's right. Oh good.
0: yeah, Scream Queen. I forgot about that. But but yeah. you know, Halloween got got kind of like um, criticized a lot, saying that they were taking those ideas from Halloween, right? Didn't they get scrutinized for a long time there, or part two, or something? Was it part two that Alice?
2: It might have been. What I can't three? say though is that you know when Friday the 13th came out in the summer of 1980, you know, Halloween obviously took you know it, it was the best you know best slasher film of its time. But for yeah. Halloween, as great as as great as the film it still is today, was. Basically, it was very different from Friday the 13th. It wasn't it wasn't violent, it wasn't bloody, it wasn't gory. Friday the 13th was the complete opposite of Halloween.
1: Yeah, right. I think that's why I was drawn to Friday the 13th growing up. Um, for me you remember playing um like Street Fighter and then Mortal Kombat came out. Oh,
0: Street Fighter. Yes. And
1: the game was cool, right? But the real cool part of the game was at the end when you got to perform the fatality and like do something crazy. It's like, "Oh my god, I can't believe I'm watching this." You know, at 9, 10 years old. When it well, comes finish, to Friday the 13th, the things that stick in my mind are the legit you know, murders that occurred. I can remember some of those where he picks up the sleeping bag and he bangs it against the tree. That is etched in my brain. Like, I'll never forget that. Like, watching that, I'm like, oh my God. Like, I shouldn't be watching this, but I got to watch it again. Yeah. Part seven. That's what that was. That was part seven. That part
0: seven? I yeah, go back well, to Kevin Bacon, though, with the blood in that gas. the
2: original one. one. Yeah. With Kevin Bacon in it. Uh, yeah. That's what I
0: think of when I think of Friday the 13th the gas. Oh, yeah. A people,
3: yeah, A lot of people think that was his first film, but uh, he did one other film before that. He was a big part of Animal House.
0: Oh, Animal right. House? Okay. Yeah, yeah. No that's when Footloose. When did Footloose come out? In Tremors.
3: Uh, yeah, Foot Footloose came out a little bit later in the 80s. Tremors came out in 1990. So, Tremors yeah, it, was
0: 1990?
3: Golly. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's another, that's I mean, another critters. movie. Critters. 1986. God knows the years sense. of these movies
2: I That's can tell impressive. you. I, mean, wow. I know him I know okay. him too, but he knows it better than I do to be honest <laughs> i
1: want I want to ask this when it comes to Friday the 13th and and the movies, I want to love the storyline of the movies and looking back on them, I think the knock would be that the the they under the plot, right? like mm-hmm. it doesn't flow as maybe easily as you'd like it to. Was there ever? an ending like has it ever truly ended the and i know you know he fought freddie and then he goes to hell and he does this uh-huh. has the movies ever ended at this point
3: like the franchise itself ended uh i believe they've been trying to work on a new one that takes place like in the winter so jason killing people in snow so that could be a new okay. one okay yeah, but in uh... the
1: story the story continues it's not like a reboot of the series it's like an actual continuation i'm not sure if it's a sequel or a reboot uh i mean
3: i know they've been working on this since uh the re- reboot uh from or from 19, uh, 19- what was it? No, no, 2009. That's what that was. Yeah.
2: And there was also originally going to be made, there was there was originally a plan to make a television series, in fact, of mm-hmm. not, not I, I know, of course, of course, I know we, Don, you and I weren't around for it at first when it came out, but I know in the late 80s, early 90s, they made a television series called Friday the 13th, the series, but That's despite right. the title of it, it has no connection to the movie franchise whatsoever. Jason doesn't ever show up once in any of the episodes so this new series that they were going to make it was going to have jason in it but it but it wasn't just going to be like the movies where he just goes out and kills teenagers with his machete or with whatever he had they were gonna actually explain more about jason's origins because you find it like you know and i i don't mean to make any spoilers but you know the the first friday the 13th it wasn't Jason at all at all it was his mother. But you never really found out saying, okay, we know who his mother was and we know who Jason is, of course, whatever happened to his father or if he had any other family members. So they want they originally wanted to dig in deeper into the Voorhees family. but unfortunately, the series that they wanted to put together, It never materialized don't you
0: think it was based off the time though nick um where we have carrie that had a weird relationship with her mother we got psycho that he had a real weird relationship Mm -hmm. it it always leads to mothers and if you want to talk about narcissistic psychopaths it's like they always have this disconnected relationship with your mother don't you think they were just still playing in with that theme to kind of what works like even just in paranormal reality tv like some of this stuff, they don't get new cast members. They don't they go with the same because that's what's working. Do you think that Friday the thirteenth they continued in that genre of son and mother disconnect because that's what was working previously in these other films?
2: Hmm. Sorry, I, know, I, I, was waiting for, I saw Don was gonna say
1: something. Panel? About, uh,
3: well you know. he um <laughs> Jason certainly did have a um, crazy relationship with his mother, no doubt. Uh yeah, I mean, she was like very, like had that sort of overprotection kind of aspect as that was in, uh, you know, that was that wasn't Psycho, that was in uh, certain other films. But uh, in this one, she took it to like, like towards to the extreme as far as like, you know, revenge. But then her path of revenge was being basically taken over by Jason because of the love of his love for her. So, well,
0: do you think it's because he finally saw her? He, he didn't see her for many years. How does how did he get to that shack? is my question
3: okay. too well there are theories about it uh the one that i like to believe is that uh jason yeah they, they said that he that he had drowned but yet they never found his body so i would like to think that he had survived the drowning washed up somewhere on another part of uh of great crystal lake and just grew up in the wilderness where everyone thought he was dead so that would explain that well i think that that,
2: that wrong would explain turn west virginia
0: west virginia wrong turn <laughs>
3: Yeah.
2: Well, and also too, you you see in early, like when you have chances of seeing it, you also notice that Jason is also deformed. Like he had like some type of, I don't know oh, if he it was had hydrocephalus. Or he yes, had like that's this, what it was. Yeah, it was like this enlarged yeah. head that he had. So he not only, you know, escaped from, you know, getting, you know, getting caught or whatever cases, he may have survived the drowning, but he probably hid in the shack so he could hide his deformities from society
3: yeah that's right there's actually a name for his deformity i gotta look that up but uh apparently it's it hydrocephalus. actually
0: it, hydrocephalus. I'm sure it
2: yeah. hydrocephalus hydrocephalus I'm
0: pretty yeah sure where there's
3: like where there's like water swelling in the head or something like yeah, I, it's yeah, water I, in the brain yes that's right all
0: right
3: yeah and uh, as far as his uh Im- immortality like well, how that works uh there's There's theories about that, too. A lot of people think it's a curse. A lot of people think it's, um, oh, yeah, like supernatural.
2: Supernatural. thing.
1: Oh, yeah. When it comes to Friday the 13th, right, we have this, you know, superstition that exists. And are you guys familiar with kind of back where that comes from? And can you speak to, like, why we as a society are, you know, think about Friday the 13th as this unlucky day?
3: Well, like the the number thirteen, like they've uh been like we we just have like a long long history of like uh, bad things taking place that surround the number thirteen. Mm-hmm. I mean, hey, we're right now we're at the point where we don't have even the number thirteen on ele- on on floors, the thirteen floors in buildings. So That's right.
0: Airplanes too. There's no thirteenth row in airplanes.
3: Yeah. There you go. Yeah,
0: <laughs> and, and but here's my thing: is do we think 13ths is so bad because the number 12 is so perfect in some ways. Like the calendar is 12 months, the quarters are 12 weeks. We got 12 disciples. The 13th would possibly have been Judas, which is, you know, it. Are we, it, does it go this far back?
1: Well, We're and I to- think we, we always assume that Jesus was crucified on a Friday.
0: Right.
2: Right. Yeah. Right. I mean, I yeah. have to admit, that's a really good question. So it, it very is likely because. Considering with the anything that's really associated with the number thirteen, that's been that's been going on for for centuries. You know, throughout probably most of our history, that yes. thirteen has really proven to be a very unlucky number.
1: There's a, there was all in. Uh, geez, I you know should have done better research here. But when I think back to Friday the Thirteenth, um, this is geez, a French king. Um, what is it, the, te- it the templar knights were Ooh, making a bunch of money collect you know had this whole banking system throughout europe where people were going on the um uh geez going down to jerusalem what is that the crusades and at some point he like put him up on a trumped up trial and you know i think killed the leader on and happened on friday the 13th so I think vaguely, somewhere deep in my memory, I think it's tied into that, or at some point that happened on Friday the 13th, and maybe that's where it came from, but I'm sure there's a lot of people on Google that could say, no, this dude doesn't know what the hell he's talking about.
0: No, it says one of the world's oldest legal documents, which may or may not have superstitiously omitted a 13th rule from its list. Others claim that the ancient Sumerians who believe the number 12 is to be a perfect number, considering the one that followed it decidedly non-perfect. One of the most popular theories, however, links Friday the 13th with the fall of the fearsome group of legendary w- warriors of the Knights Templar.
1: Just <sighs> oh.
0: <Yes. clears throat> Feels good. Go. Um, another- so they use 13, and it says, for the Templars, the end began in the early morning hours of Friday, October the 13th. October the 13th. Oh,
3: wow. <laughs>
0: Um, In 1307, so you got 13 (laughs) and then you got seven, all these number people that's all into these numbers stuff. I don't do that that often. But uh, secret documents have been sent by courier throughout France. The papers included details and whispers of black magic and scandalous sexual rituals. They were sent by King Philip of France, a monarch whose preceding years had launched attacks on the Lombards, a powerful banking group. Lombards and France's Jews—it's always the Jews, right—who um, had expelled so he could uh, confiscate their property for their depleted coffers.
1: Yeah, it, it, I mean, it always ties into money and power, right?
0: Money so, and bloodlines. Well, oh, yeah. money and bloodlines.
1: So yeah, they were the the Templars were—you know—they had a, they developed a banking system and you like learn about what they did. It was pretty cool to where you could travel, you know, they would support travelers where you could basically take, you know, your first almost banking system where you could drop in money at point A, take this slip of paper that they had signed and pick it up at point B. And, you know, they took a little cut of that, obviously, and so, yeah, the French king was like, no, I want in on some of that. Um, let me make up something and just, you know, ended this reign of they were successful, um, very profitable for probably centuries with this system. Um, and then right he just took it all.
0: What came of them is that um, Philip put them in a prison for two years and 50 of them were burned at the stake in 1310.
1: OK. Wow. Yeah.
0: Your Grandmaster Molay. Kind of like Nick Moulet. It's like
2: oh. you know. I mean, I've, <laughs> I've heard of certain things, like when it comes to it's you coming know circle. events, but I, I've never really heard too much of this, especially going back when it involves the number the number thirteen.
0: So, do you think th- the Friday the Thirteenth was based off just superstition, or or possibly events that took place in history and in, in real life crime, like true crime, murder mysteries, like the Girl Scouts? And some other other uh, camping murders that's happened throughout the years before Friday the 13th came out. But the Girl Scout murders, I'm interested in because it's it, it's been re-released in some documentaries and stuff. And it happened on a Tuesday, June the 13th. And Jason Voorhees was born on Thursday, June the 13th. So yep. I was interested in and possibly linking, did they, they truly go forward? Because that was like the talk, just like the Idaho four that we're all talking about right now that happened in Idaho, that was like the talk of the seventies, early eighties, was this girl scout murders.
1: I did a little research on that just from, you know, for this, I hadn't, I wasn't familiar. And I mean, that's just her, anything involving kids. I just, you know, like tears start pouring. Um, But it's cool that, it's ended like that came to an end and, you know, the DNA, um, what we've been able to do to prove that people did or didn't commit murders that sometimes have been, you know, been decades, um, to free the names or, you know, in certain cases, um, punish people who did it but in that case the guy that they knew who had did it but could never prove it they finally got the dna evidence which i think is exciting that happened recently where they were able (laughs) to prove that that guy had had done it the one that they had put him on trial and the the whole system was rigged to where the jurors didn't get like all this very relevant evidence so they you know let him let him walk where anybody who knew what was going on like no dude this guy clearly did it but the dna evidence got him very recently actually
2: yeah i just i actually have the page up right now from uh wikipedia about the oklahoma girl scout murders and yeah i mean there there were no other suspects obviously that were you know involved in that murder in this horrific murder that occurred so it's unfortunate that they had to let him walk away but in the end he didn't get to have a taste of freedom for lawn because two years later he died in 1979. So he didn't, he didn't get to, he didn't even get to live that long afterwards. So if you want, you know, for the families, if you want to kind of call it a sense of justice, I mean, so be it because at least they didn't have to see this guy. They may have not been able to either lock him up or execute him or whatever, whatever the case was, but at least he was no longer on the streets permanently.
0: Well, we got a lot of resemblance time things that happen in Friday the 13th, and some of the 13 numbers, I remember this from many years ago, is that Jason Voorhees has 13 letters in his name, Jeffrey Dahmer has 13 letters in his name, and Charles Manson has 13 letters in his name. Charles Manson's actually from my hometown. People don't know that. Actually, oh, man. <laughs> I'm getting ready to do a project on him this summer with uh, uh, Toledo um, Paranormal up there, but um, anyway, I... You know, we have these we have these murders that happen all the time on the thirteenth, like the Idaho Four was November the thirteenth.
1: Holy shit. I had no idea.
0: Yeah, it was the thirteenth. And so, you know, we have one what, what movie was I wrote it down, um, that Alice when she survived the next year, was it part four? It's Alice, well, no, she I died in the was, very part beginning. Two.
2: Yeah, it was part, part two. Part, part two. two
0: you have uh pamela Voorhees' neck or head is in the fridge and stuff does that come from dahmer like did i think i honestly believe that the whole friday the 13th uh industry or whatever you want to call them is coming from actual serial killers
2: it's Hmm. kind of in a way i mean I, i can't say for sure if that's the case however there's always that case cuz there are several cases where it comes to like some of our serial killers in the past where they've watched those movies and they get that thrill. They get the adrenaline from watching that kind of stuff. So what was originally something that may have just been something we only imagine in movies, you know, unfortunately, you know, becomes a rea- a reality and it's literally truly something, you know, out of a nightmare. So like you brought up with Jeffrey Dahmer that's a classic example, like what he did. I don't know if he got it from that movie, but you know the results are very, well, very it, similar.
0: It could have been.
1: Yeah. You know, else, you know you're sitting there writing a movie. Um, you know, where are you going to take your infra- inspiration from? But you know, the shit that's going on. Sorry, radio. That's okay. The you're fine. That's going on on the uh, you know that you're seeing on the news. So obviously, I think the inspiration can just come from the nonsense that humanity is doing to each other you know, at the time.
0: Hmm.
2: There was a, I'm just going to throw in a quick example. If there was a slasher film that was released around the same time, Friday the 13th came out uh, called maniac, which is still to this day, another classic slasher film. And the director who made that one, that was his intention. He said what he was trying to do when he was making this movie was trying to basically build up a combination and real life basis of, real-life serial killers who were on the news at that time. So, killers like David Berkowitz or John Wayne Gacy to add as a few examples.
3: Yeah. And, uh, oh, there was another example, another film that was released around the time when uh, Friday the 13th was just starting up uh, that Tom Savini had worked on, you know, because he worked on the effects Friday the 13th movies as well. Uh, it, it was called The Burning, which is inspired by the whole Cropsey Maniac. Uh, kind of, yeah, like, so, yep. it's, it's similar in some way to Friday the 13th because of the whole Oh, something terrible happened in the past that's come back for revenge.
2: It's at a campsite well, once again. They're stalking teenagers. Yeah, David if we Alexander. Would, if we
0: want to talk about that too. I'm wearing a Stephen King sweatshirt, everybody. And The Shining <laughs> came that. out in 19. 19- it wasn't The Shining the the film that gave uh, Friday the 13th the run for their money. Like they they competed big time on the same same year, 1980, 1981.
3: 1981, yeah.
0: And and so you're going back in past again, something that's haunting and coming back forward and taking over and, and and going forward and and killing a family.
3: Yeah, that's true. That's true.
0: Which has been also super popular. I hate to say that in even just modern day right now, um, true crime like fam- husbands or 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 uh, it, I hate to say it, guys. It's mostly husbands that go crazy and kill their whole families. We got a couple. we got a couple of them right now in in our news um that one family it was four kids and a a wife and the mother-in-law he killed them all
2: there that just brought up another case not necessarily a film but it does revolve around that same case and don you know this all too well as i'm sure you guys remember over almost 10 years ago there was also the uh the Slender Man stabbing.
0: Yeah. Not necessarily oh, yeah.
2: a movie, but it was an obsession over something that was fictional. And it drove these kids to nearly murder their friend uh, in the yeah. backwoods yeah. of Wisconsin.
0: Uh, and, for, and also, I just want to throw this in here real quick, too. I, I didn't forget about this, but Chris Watts, the Chris Watts case that came out yeah. with, with his um, wife and children and, and things. So, do you think that these horror films are giving? people like do, do you think individuals are watching these films and given ideas or do you think this is just built in them in the beginning
1: i think a, a lot of people watch this stuff and you know decide that hey i'm going to you know they could it, it's something psychologically right it's like what what takes this you take this inspiration and you actually act on it and i wanted to just jump in um Brian, right the dude that definitely I don't want to say definitely cuz I guess he hasn't been convicted yet but there's a lot of evidence that points to the guy Brian that tall skinny white guy with bushy eyebrows with the yeah. Idaho 4 case he was sociopathic tendencies and took inspiration from Dahmer and and Manson and okay. those guys like he speaks about yeah. it um so clearly you know like there's a condition that we have and it's probably you know mostly men to say oh a lot of us are like oh man what if I did this or you think about it but what is it in our in our system in our brains that make us act on this where you know the vast majority of humans would be like okay you know what maybe that's a little extreme It's a couple people that just go out and say okay let's do this sorry don i didn't mean to yeah. oh no no you're, you're okay yeah i mean for me i feel like uh
3: people who commit these acts in real life are not i think it's more than just them being inspired by uh movies i think it's just also that they were already uh, already very disturbed you know there could be yeah. something it could be something psychological in them You know, then then they are just looking for ideas, different ways to like, uh, kill not just in film but from literature and, um, you know, the other sources. But, uh, like I've said before, um, on my podcast, uh, that movies do not uh, create real life violence, movies are inspired, have longer been inspired by real life violence.
2: Yeah, if I could throw in too, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off this time. Um, it's that I think sometimes also the reason why. I mean, I would say like 99% of most people who watch those movies, they may have those crazy thoughts, but they'll never pursue it. They may use it for like maybe a future movie idea or something like that. Like if they're actually inspired to be involved in filmmaking, it's usually, you know, that 1%, you know, people who have that disturbed thoughts patterns or whatever, that actually make may make them want to commit such violence. But another perhaps among that 1% is... If you look at some of the other slasher movies that were made throughout the the eighties, you know not every slasher film is always the result of you know a teenage prank gone wrong or you know whatever the case is. Some there's 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 a few slasher movies where some of these killers had abusive childhoods, and you know some yep. of these people who watch these movies they can relate to it and they think oh so if, if that person grew up to become a killer and did all this stuff to avenge his childhood or whatever then. I'm going to do the same exact thing. So it's a type. There are also kind of movies where people can sometimes relate to it in some way. I mean, even those with bad childhoods, you know, we, you know, a lot of people do, do eventually overcome it, but there's always still a few people out there who believe that this is how their lives should be living. Cause they're inspired from a film like that. Speaking
0: yeah. of childhoods, Jason Voorhees childhood, you know, how, how did he even know how to communicate at all? Like how how did he? I mean, he couldn't even communicate. Period. And he, he ends up being in the shack. How would he know? Did have these survival survival skills? And how could he ever even communicate with somebody?
3: Yeah, I think I think like uh, before his death. I mean, he was able to communicate before his apparent death as a kid. Uh, but uh, just later on, I felt, felt like as he grew up in the wild, he just be- he himself just became more like more feral. You know, like he um, in terms of how. He just doesn't speak like people, you know. He just, you know, he, he. It's like people left me to die on that lake. Now I got nothing to say. Yeah, and, and also there was Don. I don't know
2: if you remember. I think it might have been in the remake, or correct me. But there was a flashback at one point where, because people always wonder, well, how on earth did Jason even supposedly drown? Like, how did he end it up in Camp Crystal Lake to begin with? Because you see in the, the film, he's out in the middle of the lake. You're wondering how he got there. Well, yeah. yes, we found out that he didn't know how to swim. He wasn't a very good swimmer. But it turns out that because of his deformities, he was bullied by the other kids. And yeah. at one point, they grabbed him and they threw him in knowing that he, he couldn't swim well. And that's yeah. what supposedly caused the demise. But I think that's also what caused basically not only for him to become feral and animalistic, but I think that's what also eventually – cause him to snap i mean yes part of it was also because his his mother was killed and he probably secretly witnessed it but i think it was all that rage that he probably had within him from his childhood that he just snapped and decided to murder people
3: yeah that could be yeah you're referring to the uh, flashback sequence in uh, freddie versus jason that's the one yes. yes thanks thank you don yeah well it, yeah.
0: it could it could be that too but he, we find out his mother did majority of the killings in the first two to part one part two
1: right did she go was, into part three in just the first no, one. Just, i think she loses her head one. at the end of part one yeah.
0: yeah was it part one i keep thinking she was in part yeah two. it was part
2: one when it they did one. Just just uh, at the only time you ever see her in the second film is her head and that's it yeah and she
0: killed nine she killed nine i believe let's see i think there's a website are, there. are you
1: counting the murders in your mind yes that's impressive <laughs>
0: Uh oh, no, that is very impressive. Yeah, see, I
1: never really count
2: them myself, so he's he knows what he's doing. <laughs> Hold
0: on. I think it's 9. Seven I'm
1: looking four. it up right now. <laughs> I got it. Yeah. In
0: the film, 1, Eight. Barry, Claudette, Annie, Eight. Ned, well, Ned, Jay, uh Jack, Marcy, Steve, Bill, Brenda, Pamela does. So, yeah, that's yep. part 1. Yeah. So oh, it was nine. there's nine, oh. ten. Yeah, there's yeah. nine. I was right. Woo. Okay.
1: Chat GPT told me there's seven.
0: GPT's wrong.
1: Seven? No. <laughs> no, there's there's more than that. Here, yeah, this: no, Mary nine. gets
0: stomach stabbed with a hunting knife. Claudette gets neck stabbed with a hunting knife. Here's all hunting knives. It's all th- th- thrasher. Annie throat red. slash with hunting knife. Ned throat slash with hunting knife. Jack, Jack, uh, Jack sorry, neck impaled with a, an, an arrow. arrow uh marcy face struck with an axe steve chest stabbed with a hunting knife gosh this is probably gonna get kicked off facebook bill <laughs> <third> <laughs> slashed with a hunting knife impelled through multiple places gosh she did not like bill and brenda but brenda says unknown
3: yeah like it's it she, judging from the bruises it's implied it's highly implied that she was just beaten to death off screen yeah because
2: yeah, she didn't yeah. take as much damage as yep. some of the other victims were but it's just funny how it was all through a hunting knife before even the machete was ever used. That's right. And uh Emily uh don't well, worry the about the The machete
0: uh, was used on her. So then Jason that's interesting. Jason takes the the weapon that killed his mother and uses that on everybody else.
3: That's right. Yeah, and uh don't worry about uh, being being banned from Facebook. We talk about stuff like this all the time in our podcast, yes and we, it's, we do, and I've never gotten any complaints from Facebook, so you're good. Uh,
0: I, I Wh- which is, you is don't the one me, where Don. the two <laughs> I have, live on the edge and I'm a Friday 13th baby.
1: Two it's teenagers going at it in in a sleeping bag, right? And one of them yes. gets their head cut off. Like that's a memorable one.
2: Oh, which oh man, which Are, one? Well, well was that's that? the
0: Girl Scout murders too. Well, not that they got no, their heads uh, cut off, but they well, but all you know were killed they were, they
1: in their sleeping bags.
0: Sleeping bags. Yep with a thunderstorm that night so the other camp counselors could not hear if they screamed or anything so. which
1: is it, those girls were so young and it's crazy. i mean it was a different time it was the 70s yeah but like i got a six-year-old and yeah right well, you're going out camping you know and sleeping in they, like from no the away. beginning
0: of that they found a note warning that that they were going to kill some campers and they blew it off it's the 70s they blew it off as like it was a joke
1: oh, yeah. yep. Yeah. yeah, different
0: time. Sorry, I didn't mean I interrupted that that you were asking about the. I'm sorry,
2: but
3: you know no. <laughs> Oh, you're good. Dude.
2: You know so, what? I, I was I was just looking this up by the way, guys, because you know, like Emily's, like you said before about like if there were other, you know, about other crimes that have occurred on Friday the 13th. There was one other crime I found where it occurred before even the Girl Scout murders ever occurred.
0: Is it in Scotland or Europe?
2: No, um, it's in, yeah, it's in England.
0: England, yeah,
2: South, Southport, Lanc Lancash- Lancash- Lancashire, England. That was back on Friday the thirteenth, April thirteenth, nineteen seventy three. And oh my God, I mean, even just look at the victims here, were even younger. They were like between the ages of nine months and four.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Oh, yeah.
0: Well, there's a lot really- of a lot of stabbings and stuff that's happening in Kentucky, Dayton, Ohio area. Florida uh, going out towards the West on the 13th, not necessarily Friday, the 13th, but the 13th day and people are it, over the last decade. And people are saying that this is a serial killer. Mm. Uh, mm. Nobody's been caught. All of these stabbings are, are still unsolved. Didn't
1: and you... that's why
0: they were trying to tie in the 13th murders in Idaho to this in the beginning. That right. a Serial killer. And they're kind of following the same pathway as, um, oh, what's his face? Um, Oh, what's his name? He represented himself in court. Um, Ted Bundy.
1: Oh, Ted Bundy. Yeah, that's who it was. Yep. Ted Bundy. We'll we'll see. Wake up in the morning, check the news, and see if anybody got stabbed today.
0: Yeah, 13th, Friday 13th. Everybody check the news tomorrow.
2: Just. I just yeah. thought of something else that involved the number 13 involving murders. If you look at like Richard Ramirez, the night stalker, yeah. his official oh. count was 13, 13 victims.
3: That's right. Yeah. He, he was a bad one. Yeah. Real bad one. Yeah. Yeah. I'm surprised. Like, wonder if they actually did make a movie out of him because we, they seem to make, um, I mean, all the time, obviously they always make movies about it. These, uh, based on the story of the, of these killers, you know, we've had movies about, uh, yeah. You know, uh, Oh, let's see. What am I think about? Uh, there's one called the um, John, uh, one about John List that I came across recently. Oh, you know, John List, List. He
0: did his whole family. He was the accountant. Yeah. And, and that was scary because he, yeah. he left funeral music playing in the house. So when the detectives enter the house, they hear that music. Then they walk into the living room and all of his family is shot and killed. And he put a cover and stuff over them in the living room. Yeah, oh it's that uh, creepy. Yeah, but it that's the and Watcher. Everybody. You watch The Watcher on Netflix? The Watcher?
3: The watcher. Oh, I, I haven't seen that yet. I gotta I gotta see that because I know there's mm-hmm. other ones that I've seen in the past, like uh Gacy, you know, John Wayne Gacy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like there was there have been several movies made about that, and uh oh man, it, it, well, this is like
0: the Watcher movie is based off a true story, but they also intertwine the list murders in there with it. Oh. So it's based off two true stories and they just interweaved it together. But John List is creepy. That house is burnt down. Speaking of burning, the camp where these Girl Scouts were, uh, it burned twice since the murders happened. And then we got, we got in, what is it? I have, it's my favorite one. I can't remember what part it is. And I quit watching the Friday the 13th films after Jason was caught on fire for like a minute. And then the whole house blew up. That's the best explosion I've ever seen. Part seven. (laughs) Part seven. seven I I stopped watching after that. But um, so, and, but it said through these series is that the camp had caught on fire and they brought it back as Blood Camp or they were calling it Blood Camp at one time. Camp Blood, I
2: think. Or something.
0: Camp Blood. And, And so, you know, sorry, I'm jumping around a little bit here everywhere, but the fires. Um, that are associated with the Girl Scout murders, and then possibly also depicted later in Friday the Thirteenth. I think they, I think they went off on it. I like, they,
3: they, they did. Used it. Yeah, they oh. definitely used that because uh, in Friday the Thirteenth, uh, the truck driver who drives Annie to the camp explained that uh, right after the uh, those murders, there were a bunch of fires. No one noticed who did any of them, and then they had to close the camp down again because the water was bad. So I'm guessing poisoned. Mm.
2: Yeah, like contaminated water of some sort, and. Uh, it's just, there's just such a similarity, you know, like, because I really did my, I, I really, you know, after where you, when you first told us, Emily, I really did a lot of research on like the Oklahoma Girl Scout murders. And I thought, you know, aside from, because Friday the 13th, I think it takes place in New Jersey, if I'm correct. Right, Don? Well,
0: yeah. Rick? Yes. Isn't there a Voorhees, New Jersey?
1: so when we were shopping for i have a, a trucking company and when we were shopping for uh, some land you know make a little home for ourselves in south jersey we found this perfect little spot in a borhees township new jersey so the first thing that comes to my mind is oh my god that's that's really a thing so yeah mm-hmm. you send in a, you send some piece of mail to my shop and it's uh borhees
0: so we gotta just, get. We're, we gotta we're, get right we're before in he's at now? We're not looking. I'm looking.
2: In, I just looked it up right now.
1: <laughs> wow. Oh, do they
0: man. have a lot of Jason stuff there, Rick?
1: No, no. Oh. <laughs> there will now. Um, um, missed opportunity. Yeah. Camp. camp <laughs> it Crystal Lake. Where is that supposed to be? Is there like does it represent a specific area?
3: I think it's supposed to be definitely East Coast. I mean, like, I think it could very well be New Jersey. I um, thought you know, it was
0: Alabama was because they worried about alligators or something, so, wasn't it? I just or was remembered. Was it filmed something. in Alabama? Right back. Oh, he's okay. good.
3: He always has
2: something, basically. So no, he's yeah. gonna go grab I, a... I,
0: I, it. Was it filmed in Alabama or Because I remember something about a gator no. man. Like they they got somebody local there to shoot alligators in case they got attacked by alligators. That they, could be just me reading, though. I don't.
1: They take a cruise ship to Manhattan. Now it took some it's creative like, liberty. Hold on.
3: Summer. 1980 Camp Crystal Lake, and it says
1: Wessex County, New Jersey.
0: New Jersey,
1: yeah, and that's wow. oof, not far from me. Yeah, we were right. Wow, <laughs> that's incredible. You <laughs> oh, that's yeah. when we should have had the music playing, you know. Yeah, yep, I don't
0: have said,
3: yep. And it <laughs> says on, on the shirt, A swimming, boating, adventure, and they forgot to put down murder. <laughs>
2: to make it sound so innocent
1: yeah yeah while we have time right for anybody like listening for you guys um you know what if they tuned in to your podcasts what are they what are we going to hear give us a little
3: well when we um on, on our podcast uh, we basically go over like the uh basic info about the film and uh like what we love about it and uh, mm-hmm. connections that it has with other movies you know like i've talked about in the previous episode on uh, Tuesday, uh, Nightmare on uh, Elm Street, uh, yeah. we talked about how it was uh, Johnny Depp's uh, feature film debut, and how this took place. This film was made like before his work with uh, Tim Burton. You know, his constant, frequent work with uh, Tim Burton, and also before he was hired by Disney to play uh, Captain Jack Sparrow in Pirates of the Caribbean. So, Twenty One Jump Street. That's 21 my
0: Johnny Street. Depp. Yeah. Twenty One yep. Jump Street is, yep. is how I was introduced to him.
3: Oh yeah. <laughs> what movie
1: are you covering that. next?
3: Uh, we are covering on this coming uh Tuesday at uh, 8.30 8 30 Central. We are covering uh Nightmare on Elm Street 2 because a lot of people love to like what we had to say about Nightmare on Elm Street. So we're co- we decided why not start doing the sequels now.
0: Okay. I can't watch Freddy. <laughs> something about attacking somebody in in your dreams or something like freaks me out. Like I watched one. Do you remember Saturday night <laughs> nightmares? I knew we
1: were gonna
2: have that with you dogs. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute.
0: (laughs) Oh, there he goes. Do you all remember Saturday Night Nightmares on USA? This is the 80s. Rick, Uh, hopefully you know. No, I remember Are You Afraid Afraid of the Dark? (laughs) Are You Afraid of the Dark? Saturday Night Nightmares. And then we got the guy Gilbert Godfrey afterwards Saturday Night
2: Nightmares. (laughs) Gilbert Godfrey. Yes. Do you remember that show, Are You Afraid of the Dark? Though that
3: that was. was, Oh, I Thank love that you. show. Yes, for,
2: yeah. That for was my, campfire. You know, it was campfire
0: yeah, stories. Here we go. Was oh great. yeah,
3: we definitely got to cover that on the podcast too, Nick.
0: But um, what was I saying about this? Oh, um, I watched one little clip when I was young. My mom had every Stephen King book. Like she sang, she sat t- and said, "Tommy Knockers" sang that little poem to me at night time to go to bed, and then she wondered why I was so afraid to sleep in my bed for the longest time. Oh, but <laughs> um, I watched a little clip of Freddie being in a dollhouse. Like there's a one of the movies that they're in a dollhouse and she, she goes to sleep and she goes back into this dollhouse. The dollhouse is in her room and like he shows up there, freaked me out. I was like eight, nine years old or something. Never watched a Freddie movie after that. <laughs> oh,
1: Never. Man. Oh, man.
0: So yeah. I got some questions. We got about four minutes left. I got some quiz questions. Okay. All right. So I got four of them. Let's we'll see if we get through this, and then then we'll tell everybody where they can find you all. Okay. Okay. So original name was not Jason. Nope. It was not Jason. So what was the the casting name or or the character's name for Jason? The original name.
2: Oh man, I, this is kind of a tough one. I never. Knew it was... starts with a J. Okay.
3: measure, measure his name was just J. <laughs>
0: Jay. <laughs> go long I'm, I'm gonna
1: guess, I'm gonna guess, uh, Julian Joshua
0: Josh Joshua. I'm, I'm Josh. gonna go with uh, J-
2: I'll go with James.
1: Oh, I got Josh. it.
0: Yeah, Josh is right. Okay, oh, that's what... so. When Mrs. Voorhees dies, she gets her head chopped off. Mm-hmm. Anybody notice why she possibly had large and hairy hands?
3: I know this one. It's, oh, I, large and hairy hands. I think there was like a stunt double that, like, um, when, when when right when she had the head cut off, I think it was a stunt double playing him. Playing
2: actually, her. there's you know, more. The
0: hands it. fly up on the screen and, and she falls down and they're yeah. hairy. She
2: yeah, well, hairy there's hands. more to it. I was going to add those hands, not necessarily a stunt double, Dom. That's actually it? special effects maker, special effects maker Tom Savini with his oh, hands yeah. going up. Yeah, yeah isn't he Dawn of the Dead or something?
0: Or uh,
2: yeah, yep. he worked on Dawn of the Dead previously. Dawn of the
0: Dead. Yep, He did the okay.
3: um, zombie effects for it and also he played one of the bikers in the end. You know, say goodbye, creep. Then takes his machete and... <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, it was a great one.
0: That needs to be a t-shirt. Um, So, here's question number three. What Halloween movie was produced to be in 3D? It's like one of the first 3D movies.
3: Which Halloween movie? I would movie? have originally thought Halloween uh-huh. 3, but I don't think so. No, Halloween 3 wasn't. No, no, no. No you mean the halloween franchise or do you mean like no a this...
0: halloween movie that was put out to be it put pushed out into the public to be three in 3d movie first before
3: let's see was... one of the earliest examples for um for horror films in 3d was uh, creature from black lagoon
0: okay uh, but which halloween movie or not to... halloween i'm sorry friday the 13th i'm saying oh, halloween. Friday, 30, 30. friday 13th movie was produced to be three. in 3d friday, 30, 30. i'm sorry Billy.
2: Three yeah, D. Part Three in 3D, as they sometimes refer to it. Yeah, referred, Part Three in so. 3D, <laughs> yeah, 1983 one. 3D movie. Okay. It was a year. <laughs> Go ahead. My,
0: my last one. Now, in in one of the Jason or Jason movies, Friday Thirteenth movies, they do telekinetic stuff, which I think they got from Firestarter. Um, mm-hmm. so there's only one actor, one one person that's actually wore the Jason mask more than once. He's worn it twice. Who Kane, was Hodder. That for- Kane Hodder. Yes, yep.
2: and we've met him too, by the way. We've oh, actually oh yeah. met Kane Hodder, and I'll tell you right now, he has unbelievable strength. Like when you get a picture with—well, he doesn't do this anymore. But when we saw him, this was like over ten years ago. When yep. you got a picture with him, he put his hands around your throat, and <laughs> it was just—you just even when he's trying to be light, you could just feel this like incredible strength. But now unfortunately he doesn't do that anymore because not everybody's always you know having fun with it
3: yeah but uh i mean seriously he has like the build of like a bouncer or a wrestler i mean that's what he could have been if he wanted to and like the grip he has when you shake his hand that's no joke
1: it's unbelievable for, J- jason you know like it up at some point he was nice and lean in those earliest films he got jacked later later in the-
0: It was the 3D effect. Jason had to pump up after that.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I've always said a lot of times when it comes to the Friday, the 13th franchise, because, you know, a lot of people always say eventually you don't get as scared as much because you know what's going to happen. And that's kind of like what it's been with me. I've always said from part one to part four, I think that was like really the only films that were actually considered scary. It had a more serious tone to it because it really kind of because you saw things change. Once you got to part five and beyond, you pretty much knew what was going. They were still gory, but you weren't as scared as much because you, you knew what was going to happen. So I think really when they called the fourth one the final chapter, some people said they should have ended it then. But at the same time, I think that's when it that was really the only time where part one to four were actually considered really scary to watch.
3: Right. Yeah. Some people believe it should have ended right there with. Uh... We're with with uh, Corey Feldman hacking with Jason away.
0: It, and, uh, it, but my, my conspiracy theory in this is Corey Feldman, the last chapter. It, it actually we know what Jason really looks like because Goonies came out the year later and that and he was sloth. All right. They stayed together and that's my theory. Sloth is Jason.
2: <laughs> Jason must have made, made some kind of amends with Corey Feldman.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, something happened there. Corey Feldman the, is the link uh, of it all. So my son's stepping in real quick too, and and this is our first time on radio. He wants to say hello. Again. No, don't to you me. don't. Hello. Okay, three minutes. So, minutes, promise? No overdue, please. I'm starving. He's starving. So, He's always starving. He's 13. So there we go. Friday the 13th, he's always starving. He's 13. Um, But we'll let you go, Nick and Dawn, real fast. Before we let you go, can you please let everybody know where we can find you? I have the details in our description, too, on on your YouTube pages and, and Facebook pages, but just please let everybody know where they can find you all.
3: Well, we, uh, I have, I always put the, have the, the podcast, uh, linked to, uh, the things network on uh, Facebook, uh, Nick's Facebook and also on my, my Facebook page as well. And also my YouTube channel, you just type in Don Elmy, and, uh, yeah, yeah. That's where I have the playlist of all the past episodes as well. Nick. And that's, and yeah, you can also find me too. Uh,
2: obviously I, I'm part of a whole bunch of networks, obviously, but, um, you could find me, yeah, basically the same way with Don. Uh, I'm. We do our shows on uh, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, LinkedIn. Um, I might have missed one other. I might have missed one other one, but I think I got most of them. So, uh, and not only do I do Fear Fans, I do a few other shows during the week, which I do on Wednesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays, which um, you can catch on the Things Network for
0: awesome Mm -hmm. well we'll let you go and close out the show thank you don and nick first time tonight on 107.7 fm new orleans we appreciate you way to start out the first episode on a friday the 13th it's a good number for me so we appreciate y'all we'll let you go and um i'll see y'all next time
2: thank you guys so much have a wonderful
0: weekend
3: you too
0: All right, there we have it. What the Freak Love, happy Friday the 13th. So what, good. How do you feel, Rick?
1: Uh, Besides the fact that I'm going to have nightmares tonight, um, you know, I feel pretty good. That was fun. Those two guys are very cool.
0: Oh, they are. And they're so much fun when it talks about other movies. I always slide in, you know, and put a lot of comments and stuff when I catch them live. If I'm home, it's been so busy with basketball schedule and everything. So we appreciate everybody for tuning in tonight. Yeah. We're on YouTube. Please hit that thumbs up and um, subscribe to the channels that you see us on, especially um, I'm promoting my own personal YouTube again. We're on Rumble. Um, Please give us a positive sign there. We're here on 107.7 FM, New Orleans. We'll be back next week um, talking about the documentary, The House in Between with Brad Cooney. If you have not watched that, it's on Prime, but it's on other uh, places too. Part one and part two, part two is fantastic. Um, So we'll see you all next week right here, Friday. At 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Thank you all for tuning in. Have a wonderful weekend.
1: Thank you, everybody.